from RTE Brainstorm, four ways to make public transport easy to use and safe for all, by Sarah Rock and David O'Connor from TU Dublin. Who would argue that great public transport isn't something every big town and city needs? Despite this, many cities are dogged by years of poor planning, low investment and lack of political will. The result? Car-choked cities, congestion and limited opportunities for people to live healthy and active lives. People tend to look to the big-ticket items for the solution. While it's welcome that the planning application for Metrolink was finally submitted earlier this year, it is investments like bus connects and in active travel, especially walkability, that hold out most hope for real change. Across Irish towns and cities, the car is used for about 62% of journeys, public transport is a poorly 12%, and walking and cycling the rest. We should be aiming at minimum for an even split between these modes if we want to even start to be competitive with our more sustainable European neighbours and to seriously tackle climate change. Cities like Copenhagen, Singapore and Zurich show us how good public transport, walking and cycling can transform the potential and well-being of everyday citizens. While Dubliners sat in traffic jams for a wasted 131 hours last year, Copenhageners had an extra 43 hours to spend however they wished. Such gains don't come from building more roads. What is needed are public transport networks that work and improved conditions for walking and cycling. The task might seem impossible. It's not, but it does require some decision-making. Here are four key things we need to focus on. Number one, getting the balance right between livability and movement. Public space in cities is finite and often contested as walkers, cyclists and bus users struggle with the dominance private cars have enjoyed over most of the last century. The challenge is how to increase the livability and quality of public spaces and to move away from mono-use places. Many local authorities are grappling with how to do this, but the recent OECD report on Ireland's transport system makes clear that reallocating space away from cars has transformative potential. Some cities may have fine wide boulevards that make providing public transport, segregated cycle lanes and tree-lined footpaths relatively easy. But there are just as many with smaller streets that have taken bolder moves to keep livability and good transport high on the agenda. The Italians use limited access zones, whereby access by private vehicles are restricted to local residents and commercial vehicles via permit systems, with very little through traffic. Some towns in Belgium have people circulation systems that only give direct access to walkers, cyclists and public transport users, ensuring the latter is reliable and competitive. At a local scale, it's common to see more agile single-decker, often electric buses, negotiating the medieval streets of French towns. Smaller and well-branded electric buses have great potential in Irish towns, something that Bus Connects is beginning to dip its toes into. While there are many different approaches, the key is to acknowledge there are parts of every town and city where place trumps movement, 
and where all modes need to slow down to allow our communities and villages to live. Number two, we need affordable, legible and congestion-free networks. Reliability and relative speed of public transport will always remain key to getting people out of their cars, but cost is likely to be a big concern too these days, especially for those who have longer commutes. The idea of fare-free public transport is a popular one with the public, but the evidence seldom supports its ability to get people out of their cars in significant numbers. When it comes to getting about, most people are more time than price sensitive when they have the choice. However, the government's 20% reduction in fares earlier this year, the one euro student fare and the 90-minute fare have clearly made public transport more affordable and user-friendly. We should keep it that way and continue to invest in improved services so that all users can benefit. Public transport had a difficult few years during COVID-19, but nationally we are now at passenger levels either consistent with or, in some cases, exceeding that of pre-COVID, and it's a welcome story. To gain the mode shift we need to beat climate change and make our cities both livable and competitive, we need to increase reliability even further and make services simple to use. That means eliminating congestion and providing easy-to-use networks that everyone can understand. In Zurich, car access to the city centre is held back so that more people can visit. Good public transport cities also have simple-to-understand transit network maps so that everywhere is accessible. In short, public transport networks need to work and make sense to people. Number 3. Eyes on the street. Transport is a gendered issue. While data on gender and transport use is very limited in Ireland, we know that safety is almost always one of the biggest issues for women. How women use or don't use transport, including at night compared to the day, is an ultimate indicator of the health of the system. It is not acceptable for women, or any users, to feel unsafe whether walking to, waiting for or using public transport. The design of the built environment is a big part of this. To reverse the current trends of increasing numbers of women driving in Ireland, this needs to be taken seriously. There is much talk about a transport police service, and of course there should be one, but more so the presence of staff, a go-to person that has the power to intervene, can make all the difference, particularly at night, for when passengers might feel unsafe. Bus interchanges and train stations should be activity hives, and an audit using a gender lens would help identify how this could be improved. We also know that attractive walking environments can potentially triple the amount of public transport users. This fact alone should provide a useful challenge for active travel teams, recently resourced into every local authority by Minister for the Environment, Climate, Communications and Transport, Eamon Ryan. Number four, stations and stops that inspire. The Victorians knew the importance of making beautiful train stations and the feeling that taking a train is something special. The passenger can feel that real sense of place as the train pulls into Dublin's Euston and Connolly or Cork's Kent stations. 
The Lewis Tram Service in Dublin passes by some great old stations, but also benefits from good stop design and maintenance. But it can be a very different experience for multitudes of bus passengers, often squeezed onto substandard footpaths and exposed to the elements. While the art may have been largely forgotten in the somewhat soulless design of new Irish bus and train stops, this is not the case everywhere. Renowned architect Norman Foster was commissioned to design the new metro stations in Bilbao, including the strikingly beautiful glass entrances that pop up into the street inviting passengers to enter. Even buses can get the noble treatment. In the village of Krumbach in Austria, an international design competition saw architects from all over the world paired with local craftspeople to build bus stops that could only be described as inspirational. The public transport stop and its catchment deserve to be a distinct part of each neighbourhood. Perhaps not every bus or tram stop needs a design competition, but maybe we'd be wise to ask the question, what can we do to send the message that public transport really matters? Discover more at rte.ie forward slash brainstorm. RTE Brainstorm is produced by RTE in conjunction with UCC, University of Galway, University of Limerick, Maynooth University, DCU, TU Dublin, the Irish Research Council and Chagask. <laughs>